You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. off with uh new world water um so yeah we had to do this in two parts because i mean i know i mentioned this in the last one but as i was going through it i was like there's a lot of content and then i also didn't realize i guess like just as a casual listener that there are 18 tracks right 17 17 sorry yeah 17 16 with an instrumental at the end um with a needed instrumental (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i needed break yeah <laughs> needed a uh you know it almost would have been cool for the middle like an intermission but maybe as vinyl it wouldn't have worked out as satisfying oh yeah because i think about that. that too like maybe he didn't because like this was like cd kind of pri- priority you know thinking right but um I do love that instrumental. I mean, I know we're jumping the gun on that a little bit, but um, but no, I I, I really I, I, this is something we haven't addressed yet. Um, let me pull this up really quick on my phone so I can just look at it as a list. Um, I really like the 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 curation of the tracks because it has a it has a really good flow. I feel like of understanding like not just him as a person but like the community he really like is trying to reflect on and explain and express about but it goes through uh, like because we commented on or you made really good comments on it on the last episode like the the um the 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 parallels of like like speed law compared to do it now where like in speed law he's talking about slowing down (laughs) or even paying attention to what's going on and then do it now he's just more like well just get it out do it now you gotta push yourself go just keep going just keep going for sure and uh and stuff like that is like i don't know it's very clever because i mean he's he's a phenomenal writer but the curation of the album also is really really well done um but i do (laughs) i again i know we're skipping ahead a little bit but i do love that it ends on an instrumental because it's like it's such a a um dense album piece of work like with Uh a lot in it like there's yeah. so much in it that you could like i love this song for the beat and like yeah you can love it because it's a great beat but there's like so much stuff about it that's great i mean any of these songs i feel like you could oh for sure you could really get get into because like really good storytelling or really good or or just a, a great breakdown of like history like localized history or american history there's just so much stuff that he addresses um well especially with uh, this is definitely jumping that mathematics i mean it's such a like you have to listen to it four or five times to be like, oh, he's talking about that now? Oh, he's yeah. into that? Oh, yeah, oh, like, oh, okay. And then you get to that instrument, it's like, okay, he's not talking anymore. Like, I can just think about <laughs> what he just said. <laughs> that is true. That is, that is, is true. That it, that is probably the, like, it, it's either that one or, or hip hop you needed to, because I feel like those are like the most dense, oh, yeah, I like ones. Um, I feel like you would need that that little break after, but after hip hop, you get love, which is a good kind of like a mellow, mm-hmm. you know, groovy song. But anyways, um, yeah. So jumping into it, uh, this is, this would be track number nine, uh, "New World Water." Uh, first thing I would want to say about this one is I, I love the beat, that break beat with the xylophone. It's like I don't know, it's so it's it's almost like 
like it definitely deserves to be on the same album as Habitat. Like it has that mm. same kind of funky, like I don't know that that Parliament Stevie Wonder like vibe. Like I don't know what it is. Like this, like that great. Uh, I just love that that the the beat with the xylophone. I've always loved it. And then what's because I think the the beginning from what I read the beginning where he says the that cool refreshing drink that that's like a riff on the. Eddie Murphy making fun of Elvis Presley. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> like, So it's from Delirious, which yeah. is you know one of Eddie Murphy's kind of like famous stand-up. But the line itself is like a throwaway line. Yeah, it's so Because random. the rest of the bit is him making fun of James Brown. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like these singers, they don't even have to like talk. They don't have to act. Elvis Presley, like they didn't make him talk in any of his movies at the first because he couldn't act so yeah. they just had him sing the lines and then he's like oh and his original i guess like lemonade is what he says in the, yeah in the delirious but it was just like uh, the cool refreshing drink and he does it like just as an aside because he really wants to make fun of james brown for the, ex- <laughs> the extended yeah. bit on singer so it's just funny that like he so picks random. up on this yeah like oh <laughs> like i guess it just shows that they've been watching that so much mm, yeah. like even with like wu-tang when they would get into those like deep deep cut like kung fu movies yeah. and all that stuff and and like, play those little samples like, yeah. little like what the it's hell like, is that from? what are y'all doing you're just watching these movies endlessly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like watching those types of movies to find content you know it's like hoping like oh, nowadays sure. hoping someone yeah. leaves you a good voicemail nowadays <laughs> Oh, I know. Well, after <laughs> after like a Kendrick or I guess when did that start? That started early. People leaving those voicemails like that. Because I remember even. Uh, That's like what? Like mid 2000s? Well, there was like that, was that 99? Yeah. Was it 99 or like 2001 or two when Shine was in prison with um, P. Diddy and he was on that whole thing? They had mm. some like voicemail with him. Oh, spitting out a thing or just like talking. Oh, like calling in and <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just then recording it. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, that's a good like, idea, oh, I guess. This is rough. This is rough. Well, I think I think other people have done Well, he might have been one of the first ones because I think like Kodak Black and some other people have done that too. Yeah, no, no it's, a, it's but, definitely a thing. But now. no, yeah, but they, I've seen like memes about that like on Twitter and stuff where like, it's, this is why I don't leave voicemails anymore because you motherfuckers are going to put me I in know, a fucking song. <laughs> the, the iPhone, they make it so easy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is just a throwaway line and you get that inspiration. Um, but I don't think anybody's done it as much as, I mean, that Kendrick, like that's his whole, like, the whole concept is that one. Hmm. Or those that day in voicemail. Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, because... Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's become very popular. I mean, it's like an, almost like there's one, it has to be used like once in almost every album in the last like yeah. <laughs> five years or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like everyone from Frank Ocean to Jay-Z is done. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> throw in the voicemail. You got to include some, include your grandmother. Just do it. But anyways, um, how did we get there? How did we get on the voicemail? Oh, the throwaway lines. Oh, the throwaway lines. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh i don't know where where do you want to start with this one so this one i like um well i think it's kind of funny now because i was originally thinking like um like oh it's about like climate change almost but it's not like us listening to it now with like oh he's on top of climate change or whatever Mm. but i think like at the time he's just like everything is such a commodity that it's like what are they going to take next and make us pay for it 
And mm. I think that's where like this track is kind of coming from to be like everything. They're going to make us pay for everything, even like water that's practically free right now. Yeah. They're going to make us pay for it in bottles. It's like yeah, they're going to be. He, what does he say? He's like, I don't need a bank. I need a 20 year yeah, water tank. Yeah, I need a 20 year water So like yeah. I don't have to depend on. It's kind of about like independence, I guess. Sure. And then that new world water is kind of playing on, you know, the new world order. And then this idea that he's bringing in of, of a metaphor, like, um, look, like you think it's (laughs) like, this is simple right now, Mm. but when everything is for sale, it's like, you're going to be so desperate just for water. Yeah. I I like how he illustrates that too. Like the, um, um, like the common idea of like what water is Like, like just like his breakdown, like the, the, when it's summertime, you fiend for it. When yeah. you need to bathe, you clean with it. Whatever. Um, it's like he he has a really good way of of making it sound like so available and so like essential. Yeah. And so um, like afterthought, like esque, like it's just always there, right? He's like, and then when it's not there, and everybody will think about it. it. Yeah. And so I think it's a it's a really good catalyst to um, introduce the concept of like to people that just think of like. Um, oh, if you're talking about overreaching governments or uh, just like a, a selfish corporation, like, I don't know, like talking about like Nestle, you know, like breaking into some like um, far off country, carving out like a water reserve and then selling it back to them or whatever. Yeah. It's like that's something that's like rampant right now or like it, it exists and it's totally out there. Um, but when he's identifying this in 99, I mean, you have... Uh, Y2K still hasn't happened yet. So there's like this concept of like what's going to happen when the tech goes down. Like I'm, I'm sure there's just so much stuff like just just like <laughs> so, yeah. so many possibilities, but also just the, <laughs> the ever present, especially, I don't know, whatever, the ever present idea of um, of shifting paradigms in, in government and in local communities and like whatever. And so I, that's why I feel like this is a great song that addresses that through through history of saying that it, it 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 matters who's who's in control who's aware and uh and 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 who's who's real willing to act you know yeah. like because i mean yeah he touches on on so much stuff from with by using water as like a catalyst of of like because he symbolize he, he symbolizes like the new world water as a government or like an idea of like democracy or whatever and saying that you know maybe it could have it was pure and some form not perfect it was never perfect but it was it was more natural but now it's going uh uh, it was more uh natural and and you had a voice in the government but now people you know complain and their voice doesn't matter because the over government's overran by corrupt corruption yeah i'm talking about that now there's uh what does he say there's there's lead and stink in it you know there's there's nothing but um uh personal interest involved and yeah there's no longer this um a communal awareness it's all you a corporation gets what they want and then they move on i mean it is a very multifaceted thing that you could apply to a lot of things especially 20 years after <laughs> this came out like, yeah you know what i mean um but yeah. well and this wasn't even like this would have been well before exxon mobile even mm. with that line where he's like you know they'll poison it and then purify it and sell it back to you right yeah we're doing this whole cycle just that we can make money or they can make money the corporations can make money but everybody's just sort of buying into this buying into this like um when he's like your mom's wife 
your mom's wife and baby girl is drinking it up north and down south is drinking it. Um, I just like, you know, the ubiquitous and then it ends like, it's all about the cash. It's all about getting the cash. I'd love... I love how he says that. Like, I just love his voice in the refrain yeah. of like, and he's like, Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. Give Cash. Me cash. <laughs> Give me Cash. <laughs> I was just like, because you know, like, he's just like at the end of the song, like, he's wrapping it up. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, per yeah. Because I can just picture his charisma, like his personality in the booth. <laughs> Give me Cash. <laughs> yeah. But I just like that. Um, and I think that what you were saying just that made me think of um the conversations in the 90s around art was like it was bad to sell out you mm. know what i mean like if you had a sponsorship or if you had um you You're know in some a commercial sort of deal yeah like yeah. a commercial whatever like that was kind of a separation from art in some way like it was mm. commercialized in that so it's like this song he's saying you know they're like drinking it in it's like they're enjoying it they're wanting to do it like everybody is kind of you know sipping this kool-aid basically yeah um with the water as the metaphor but it is all about cash i mean it's just about cash and so things that we sort of take for granted right now um it's all just becoming an excuse for capital or a like commodity yeah a commodity yeah. in some way um, that that's, you know, that's really the problem. That's the new world order is that yeah. everything is being commodified. Even this water that we thought was so like accessible and easy here. And this is before US. social media and, and before like a, a rampant like gig economy. <laughs> like, oh yeah, for sure. So this is like, yeah, but it, like that, it's, it's a perfect, well, and I mean, it's, I don't know. I have some more things to say about this song, but like, I also just love that it ends with the the cream reference, the yeah. cash rules, everything yeah, yeah, around yeah. me reference, because it's like that's a perfect homage to a paralleled like story, you know, to oh, another another you know New York great, another great song, just hip hop song that that illustrates a lot of stuff he's touching on. But I mean, truly, I mean, what you just said is exactly. Well, yeah, I, I mean, and they uh, will like tribe and then they reference cream a lot, like throughout yeah. all of their works and stuff. Like, I think he does at least once on every album. And there's like two or three songs on this one where he mentions cream or cash mm. ruling everything. You know, yeah, like he'll say the well, line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's totally I think that that vibe. What was that movie? Uh, I just remember an interview with um, was it Jonah Hill. And he was kind of talking about that, whatever his little movie he made about the 90s. And he was talking about that, like that interplay of you being a commodity and you get an endorsement was kind of selling out. Yeah. But now, now, you know, artists try to do that. Yeah. Like they're trying to get that money, but it's more of an example of what he's saying here. It's like everybody's drinking it. Like everybody's yeah. coming at it. It's so... It's like, are we getting to that point where it's detrimental to art? And that would be, hmm. that would be the question. Hmm. Well, I, I think it's, it, yeah, well, it, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because, because yeah, nowadays it's totally different. Nowadays it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easier to get um, monetized, but the potential is there without having to have like a, a 
a corporate sponsor immediately to break through, you know, like have like a label, have someone to lean mm, on yeah, and yeah. distribute. Now, yeah, well, and that's that's kind of like it's not the caveat. It's a, that that is the dynamic at play is you either have the money to overload, you know, prom- promoting the market, you know, just blow out the market with promotions and get your name out there and yeah. hope everyone takes a swing at you and you stick or you're actually unique and different and and you're just consistent and you keep coming at you know like 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 a band camp band or a, or or someone on youtube i mean youtube is now like it's kind of like a you know, it's a veteran it's an old school way almost now of like <laughs> yeah. you know because no one because the algorithms aren't as strong nowadays you know like because you would just you would you would still have the market you'd still have to get the video to the right person or get get enough followers it would take a way longer time Nowadays, because I was just talking about this with the uh, uh, with uh, Cameron Smucker, a, a music video cinematographer, or he's a cinematographer, but he's been doing music videos lately. Um, it was my last episode, and we were talking about TikTok and like having a demo and like what yeah. that means, and 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 also like uh, um, talent in that type of industry. Like, you know, we were talking about how in the early two thousands, like not everybody was filming things and had an interest in editing film and and doing that type of stuff he's like but now everybody has a, a camera that's as equal the strength as cameras back in the early 2000s for so, sure yeah and apps free to do this stuff i mean i i, I went to school paid that you know that are, are either my school spent thousands of dollars or i spent hundreds of dollars you know to get all software stuff, to do that yeah. kind of stuff with, uh, and all this equipment and now we have these great condenser mics built in these uh easy cheap mics that will just you know, click click in that were just that did not exist. I didn't have a, a mic that would just plug into my iPhone and I could make a <laughs> movie. You know, um, but just to have that reach and to have that ability to um, put yourself out there, and as long as you're consistent and you actually have something different, that's what we were talking about. Is that's what's really different nowadays? Is you have to be unique. You have to have something mm. that st- stands out because everyone has the tech now. Now it's not just, oh, well, I got into the circuit because yeah. my, I, I had a camera. <laughs> it's like, no, no, just because you have a camera doesn't, that doesn't mean anything nowadays. It's like For as sure. time goes on, it gets a little harder and you have to you know, differentiate a little bit. Um, but anyways, yeah. Yeah, I know that sends me on a whole bunch of other thoughts, but no, I, I agree. <laughs> it is but an no, interesting time. But, but I just bring that up to say like all that's at play and like none of that is touched in this. Like there was no foresight of any of that. Like just mm. talking about like power and uh, monetizing of, 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 of work or action or whatever or of yeah. the community. It's like nowadays that idea that structure of like what that is is just totally different um and it's kind of funny you now i listened to um I, I recently started to uh i don't know what took me so long to realize that he had one but i've um, been listening to talib Kweli's uh podcast lately the people's party uh, uh-huh and uh man have you heard the one with uh yasin bay on it uh uh-uh. man you gotta listen to that one that one's crazy he talks about like the black star era this time like he i mean he talks about like like his whole the like from like basically like mid nineties to like when he like disappeared for like you know ten years or whatever. Oh yeah, and, and they he just ex- talk about he it. Explains a lot of stuff, or he's asked a lot of questions by um, Tyler Quali's like co-hosts, and like they kind of like oh, right. bounce it like they just recap some things. But it's just so funny because like when he talks about like this period or Black Star stuff, like he talks about it like 
in such a way of like saying like I can't remember like you know like carving out these ideas and like you know these particular methods that got me to these things he's like but these are just the things I was feeling like I was really involved in that community yeah like this was the vibe like this is what I felt like I had to get out there and it was important and I mean that resonates because I mean like Black Star and uh, Black on both sides are such like potent like dense yeah, albums yeah. with so much like content and like I don't know expressive like like accurately expressive you know like notions that I don't know it's funny to hear him like in those interviews because it's like you you hear these like really like I don't know important and like really well executed lyrics and ideas and stuff and then you hear him like kind of recap and he's like he was just in it, you know, because he was in all those different groups. For he sure, was constantly yeah. I was doing they were stuff. in that collective. Yeah, and... I mean, he was just living it. And so, like, when he, I mean, it's like it's like talking to, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like talking to Paul McCartney about, you know, when they made the made Let It Be or whatever. It's, it's like, like, yeah, tell me he, your inspiration he to can the tell moment. Some stuff, but like... he's like, man, it just like you were. I was just in it, and it just came out, and you know, and but what he taught, what the way he describes it though is is it, it's just it's perfect because. There was it's almost like he describes that there was so much going on that he felt like he had to do this type of work and to document it. But then mm. it was just so much that like it's hard to put a finger on it. You know, yeah, it's like there's to so say much what exactly to talk is about, the... you know. He's like, But I'm just glad I did it, you know, and it's there and we worked it out. He's like, But it's just that is what it is. He's like, I, I did what I did to resonate and I hope it did. He's like, and I guess it did. He's like, But I can't explain it to you. It just is what it is. And, and, but it, but it's still, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just so strong. Like, I don't know. Uh, you didn't get the sense of like, he's just an artist trying to be vague. Cause I know sometimes they do that. Oh, this sure. dude works. I mean, I mean, he, he worked all... like crazy on this album because oh, it was like a year and a half production oh, or sure. whatever. But I don't think he was ever like into the fame. Like, I think he was to an aspect. Yeah. Like, once it got to a certain point, he's like, I don't want everyone to constantly ask me what I'm doing and what I think about things. For sure. You know, well, yeah. And he says that in here too with, uh, uh, you know, hip hop. No, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I know it kind of tangent off, but it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a great piece of work and, and, and yeah, new world water is an awesome, awesome track. Do you have any, anything else on that one? Yeah, on nothing one? more on that one. So now we move on to a, another electrifying song. This is a, this is a really interesting song. Track number 10, rock and roll. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where to start with this one. Um, just, I love how he he retraces um, a lot of history. I mean, he he links a lot of people that riff off other people that you might. I mean, you might not have known. Like I, I don't know because I also again I try to do this a lot. Put it put myself in the place of like the listener at that time. So try and like not consider that I have a cell phone in my pocket when I'm listening to it. You know, and just like. Oh, you, for 99 you can, yeah and you can listeners. only listen to whatever insight he's telling you you yeah. know and you're not like well, what does google say about that you know i think we had google in 99 well you, you did <laughs> but, I, but i think the like the the thought of like wanting to do that immediate yeah that wasn't there necessarily yeah, that, that symbiotic relationship with your phone was like not there where you're for like sure. oh well my media brain says i don't know but the yeah. second brain in my pocket let's see what that says um that just wasn't as immediate so like with this one, I feel like, like 
because like I remember listening to the song because like I told you before I the first time I heard this album was like late 2010 or something like that and there's a lot of this album that I I just I thought was really unique and and super expressive and 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 just wonderfully illustrated but this song was really crazy because I mean obviously like I grew up rock and roll and that was like i mean like rock and roll gospel and i don't know like singer songwriter stuff was like the only stuff i really knew like as a kid and um and so when i first heard this song and he was comparing all these people mm-hmm. some of it was was stuff i had never considered before just like i just had didn't didn't have an awareness of the timeline like knowing like who bit Bo Diddley was, but never knowing like where he fell, like mm. in history. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, to to me when I was a teenager, I probably would have told you he was in the sixties when he was in the late when he was actually active like in the mid late fifties, you know, and sixties. But like he inspired a lot of people just way earlier on. That yeah, I would have, you know, like, like what he says. I mean, the, <laughs> not to say he dogs them, but the main person that he keeps bringing up is like you know the Rolling Stones. He's like they didn't bring make up that sound on their own, and he keeps bringing them up. Yeah, and, which is like weird because I don't think that the Rolling Stones were ever shy about seeing where they were inspired from. Yeah, no, like their admiration for no, Chuck Berry, their admiration yeah. for Bo Diddley. Like I think they were yeah. like this, but you know, you weren't going to get the phenomenon around a Bo Diddley that you got around the Rolling Stones. Sure, you know, exactly. like you just didn't exactly. have well, the white or, fan base or, or you like, know, or like one thing he, does, he doesn't even bring up is, because, um, you know, I mean, like, cause he, I mean, he literally just straight up calls it out and saying that black people created the foundation of rock and roll and, and that, you know, some of the, the high, you know, names when you, or like market-wise when you think of like, rock and roll legends like you think of all these like white people i mean like elvis like people mm-hmm. think elvis is like the cutting edge but it's like he in in most death doesn't even reference this is like it's like elvis is the prime example is because his like first what is it like eight or nine hits are all otis blackwell uh, right uh songs yeah, you know? yeah just like rebade with him literally like it was <laughs> otis blackwell on a piano so and then they took elvis and put it on a guitar i mean if those like, let's give it out to the white folk yeah it's like if pharrell and robin thick got in trouble for like what they did to the beat it's like this is practically oh, his song. oh yeah well, well you know like, and i think wow. I've, I've mentioned this on the show before you know otis blackwell he has an album literally it says these are my songs that is the name of the album and they're and they're all elvis tracks look it up it's on streaming and it goes to the to his that's estate awesome so stream it 24 7 uh, yeah and but, even, he didn't mention that that's funny though these are my songs yeah this but boy. but that's a perfect example i mean and then you have the other stuff that he referenced i mean he he he, he calls out a bunch of people i mean stones versus uh chuck berry yeah um and then that, like, he doesn't even bring up like muddy waters you know and that was or, or like like chuck dixon you know like that was yeah. like the writer of like a lot of the songs that made the stones or like zeppelin like popular those are all dixon songs you know it's just like it's just like crazy like when you don't he is yeah no it is kind of selective and um yeah it is interesting how even in this sort of you know, rehashing or retelling of history. He didn't have time to tell it all, you know, but sure. he was getting the big ones that had influenced him and said like, you know, this is, these people aren't appreciated the way that they possibly could. And yeah. so I think what he was also trying to do um, 
is challenge black people to think about that too. Oh yeah. So it's like kind of a yes and like always making that argument like these white people stole that, but it's also like it's okay, you know, for you to like these people too because right. <laughs> because it's involved. black also. Like yeah, because you, you be... have roots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you can be okay with this because look, it's like hip hop is rock and roll. Hip hop is an extension of rock and roll because we are hip hop and we are rock and roll. So it's kind of like you know, well, he go ties, with this grace. He ties here. in a lot of societal complexities into this song like saying i mean because he referenced for sure definitely like i mean when he says like you know he says like where the the where the builders of your streets and the tenders to your cotton money and uh i mean and there's so much like in, intense like rhetoric but real i mean it's real reference you know it's yeah. not just random like stuff that's just uh made to jazz you up or or whatever it's it's real reference to something that was accurate and and it and it proves like what you were just saying like just like they have a foothold in the uh, foundation of rock and so you can like rock and it doesn't have to just be you know what does he say like fishbone or or um or like what's some or Bad like brain. rage against the machine yeah, or something yeah. like but you can like you can lean into that because that's fine and it's like yeah. and, they, and they're allowed to do that too because i'm sure that was probably a concept like you know like living color or, or like, I'm just trying to think of like those, those early on, like punk or rock, you know, black bands that like, kind of like some cultures kind of didn't know what to do with them because they're yeah, like, yeah. what are you, what is this? I remember, what was that heavy metal? Was it a uh, seven dust or was it just seven? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. It was a dude, he was a black guy and he had dreads, but it was like, um, heavy metal. Mm. Like, yeah, seven dust is the name of them. And then, like, he sang, but it was just heavy metal. Mm. And everybody was like, who is this <laughs> dude? Like, it was so crazy. But uh, but just like he's saying, their, their early involvement allows current, present involvement and appreciation. True. I think he also ties in these themes of American society to say, you know, like, I don't know, this is kind of, this is a... When this is how I felt it kind of meant like when he ties in those things of of the the of black history of talking about you know the the builders of your street or tender to your cotton money and stuff like that he he's also illustrating that because of their involvement in the in foundation of America that they should still be involved that they should still be mm. active and appreciate it and work and yeah that, it's like if you if you're gonna be in the society it's like let's make it into the best we can do it it's like just like we've we've done stellar in music yeah like just because we were involved doesn't mean we have to be ashamed it's like we can do something with what we're doing with who we are right now and having mobility having like agency not just feeling like you're a prisoner to circumstance to say like i've just this is the history i've been given but right. saying you have history to make and and just like you know with musically you could have just been deflated and it's like our culture hasn't been deflated musically <laughs> we've been the foundation this whole time so why would we stop we're not stopping now and that's like that's proof incarnate of like of hip-hop of saying that like we continue to evolve we continue to express and we can we continue to uh uplift a community and that's what i you know like i've said that in the last episode like that's what i think one of the most over strongest overarching themes of this album is that yes he's proud 
of who he is and what the community he comes from, but he's also inclusive and mm -hmm. he has a, a, a projected thought of what the future can be and that it's a, it's, it's, it's just, it's going to be work, but we can build something beautiful, yeah. you know, as long as we're present and aware, you know, and not distracted and not just worried about ourselves. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I do like, um, what is it? The second, uh, is it the second verse? No, maybe it's the third here. Um, <laughs> when he's just like naming specific bands of now. I mean, oh, it was yeah. so like late 90s, Limp Bizkit and Corn. Yeah, yeah like I love that part. Like it's perfect. like, I don't turn on Corn to get it on. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. No, I mean, but like, who does? I man? think this one, I'm, this one line <laughs> like turned me <laughs> away from Limp Bizkit because Limp Bizkit was kind of like, you know, they were doing rock and that rap right. hybrid yeah. thing which cool. was again sort of controversial or whatever sure. um and i still am just like yeah i just don't really <laughs> they, Limp I, I, I just i went down a little a mini rabbit hole on reddit about them because i mean i didn't listen to them a lot and like and 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 the reason why i went down a rabbit hole is because like <laughs> not missing someone, no <laughs> but but i like found this like basically people were just kind of talking like people that are like really like aware of that scene at the time they're just were kind of recapping like the phenomenon of like yeah they just kind of erupted and they yeah. were like all over mtv it was like him and kid rock kind of had the same yeah and they said like they did like award shows they were like the standing band for some other like mtv award show like it was just like they were like they oh yeah just, they're crazy. everywhere for that like crazy. little span of time because they just hit that niche market i guess that that fusion <laughs> yeah white kids want to rap and rock all together there you go i do think it's funny though the bands that he names mm -hmm. bad brains and fishbone did you try to listen to any of them oh yeah i've listened to fishbone before i just i can't do it <laughs> well i feel like that's that's early it's like ska almost fishbone yeah <laughs> it is yeah and the bad brains i i mean that's just not in my heart punk it's just mm. i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but apparently he had i had found some story like he really loves bad brains like he tried to um there was some show i think it was seattle or it was west coast somewhere mm. um, but their singer was like missing Oh. And he was trying to go on. Oh, and replace him. Yeah. Or fill in. And yeah. be that. But like something happened to the whole like concert or whatever. Well, you know, but he, he was about to jump on like as the lead singer of this Bad Brains well, you know, he and, got, and he scream. He got offered to be uh, Zach De La Rocha's replacement. Do you know that? No, he, I didn't know that. He says that in that Talib Kweli wow. podcast that when uh, Zach. That they came looking for him. From yeah. The Light, like in 2001 or whatever after uh -huh. that Rick Rubin album that they that they approached him and that he said he really wanted to fucking do it but he 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 would become good friends with zach and didn't want to didn't want to step on him to jump into that wow he felt like it wasn't the right move to do that so would he be, didn't do it that would have been interesting Wouldn't that would have been nuts i mean crazy to see like most, it's been weird to call it still of, a rage against the machine though yeah you have to be called like something definitely against the machine <laughs> <laughs> yeah <they didn't> <laughs> Man, that would have been awesome. That's a crazy one. Can you imagine seeing I wish, Tom Morello back to back? I was going to say, I wish that Tom Morello had done some other projects. Because what they do next, they did Audio Slave, right? Audio Slave, yeah. Because I guess they pivoted and went rock. Because most of rock. the band was rock, except for Zach. 
Yeah. And he and he has and he's been like teasing solo stuff like nowadays, but he still hasn't done anything. He released like a single like a few years ago, and then he's been on a lot of like Run the Jewels. Yeah, Run the features. Jewels. He had like two with them, right? A few. Yeah, yeah, I think he's been on the last like three albums, or maybe the last album and the second one, but at least those two. But but no, I thought that was interesting. I, I had no idea that he, because I knew he'd probably be interested in that. Yeah. But like yeah. that was like, you know. Just well, and that's what the Bad Brains kind of is, you know. They're super awake and like it was 80s DC or 90s DC punk scene. And they were a black yeah. punk band. And I mean, they were trailblazers for sure of the, like that, that, um that approach to life. expressive music for <laughs> life, sure. Whatever that is. But no, a but a lot he, of times when I would hear this song and I would get to it on the album, it would get to like that part where he starts going crazy. Good, Whenever yeah. he's like, get your punk ass. Yeah, up. Get your punk. Like, All right, I'm getting my punk ass yeah, out. I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm not getting up, so I'm getting out. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. That that last part is a little hard. Yeah. It's much. Well, and I do love how it kind of ends with the random sample, though. Well, that's just wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good close. It is a good close. Because, yeah, he gets psyched up. Yeah, that's like him, yeah, practicing his Rage Against the Machine muscles. <laughs> Which they were, yeah, this is 99, so they were at their height at that time. But no, he brings up, I, I, I know we kind of touched on this already, but he brings up, again, like for me, as a, I mean, I know I'm half Mexican, but I look white as hell. As a as a uh, as a white dude learning hip hop in 2010, like for the first time, like experiencing like a lot of like artists, like when I heard this song, it gave me a lot of references. I mean, this whole album gave me a lot of references of like things I probably wasn't aware of. But like this song musically gave me a lot of references. Like I know there's deep ones that I know nowadays, like the Otis Blackwell thing and stuff that that like I'm aware of, but. This was a was a, a very a strong entrance to say like yeah, like Bad Brains Fishbone. Um, I didn't know those like I didn't think those were bands like at first until like I would listen to it again and mm. realize like oh he's listing off actual active people yeah and then look into them and again like 2010 like I don't think Pandora was really around yet so like I <laughs> I didn't have money either so I was probably torrenting shit. <laughs> To oh, try and get it. Hey, Who knows? It was, well, that's but how I got is, this album. In, <laughs> well, in yeah, it was like ten years ago. But but um, just just to touch on some of like the deeper people that like you might not have thought of, like that he brings up. I know, like I said, like Bo Diddley, but like 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 and Hendrix is obvious, but like Albert King, John Lee Hooker, yeah, John Hooker. Otis Redding, James Brown, um, John that Coltrane. Random, random hate on Kenny G. Yeah, which is which is kind of funny because, like, in my experience, I haven't really met like a clique that hates on Kenny. Like, I feel like there's, like, there's like I know. And if you want to say like anybody has carried kind of a jazz like the vibe, the vibe of it, yeah, and like it's, it's been, been pretty Kenny consistent. It's been yeah. If there's one guy on the white side that's been pretty consistent and respectful. It's like I think Kenny's done a decent job, but. Hey, hey, nah, he ain't got no soul. He's got nothing. He's, he's got no, yeah. And on top of that, no soul. He's got nothing. <laughs> he's just reading from the lines. <laughs> but no, yeah, that, this is the last thing I really have a comment on that one is just the, um, the wide range of people he brings up. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I mean, the sound goes from something that's more like, well, the song itself, like the sound goes from something that's more like, 
hustle, like Charlie Hustle like kind of beat and mm-hmm. goes, goes into something that's like <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, like corn tempo. And uh but I like it because all like although we just said we don't stick around for it, hey, that's somebody's thing and it's black on both sides. Both sides of that song. Right. You know, that's the point of it. And uh yeah. But yeah, it ends kind of in a chaotic uh, way, but uh, I think that intention is to show the power behind rock and roll and how it can motivate and rev you up, too. I just want to throw that out there. I think there is that theme of saying, I know you don't like those tones. I know you don't like that tempo. I know you don't like me yelling yeah, at you. Yeah, but this but is watch, an intro. It'll still get you. Yeah. It'll get, if you're in it, it'll get you. You know, I know you don't get what a mosh pit is. <laughs> but, yeah, for but sure. When it, when it will convince you to be in it, you'll love it. I don't know what it is. About Figure it, it out. Um, I had, um, other notes I had the last bit was, um, and I, I don't know if I really believe this, but who sampled said that there's a snippet of inner city blues make me want to holler. Really? The Marvin Gaye song? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really hear it, but Hmm. they, they claim it's in there. And then, um, fun acting fact again for Yassine, he played Chuck Berry. Oh yeah. In the in the Cadillac record, yeah, the Cadillac record, yeah. There's a yeah. You should check out that that interview with him and uh, Talib Kweli because talk uh, about that. Yeah, because Quab brings that up to him where he says, uh, "What does he say?" He says uh, how he visited him one day, like they were hanging out, and he didn't know he was filming that. that, that and so he he goes and sees him like offset. Like he's nearby, but he's off set, and the... he's got like you know his like relaxed hairs all. Oh, like, nice! And, and he apparently he said that he was like still in character, like he was method, but he didn't realize it, and he didn't like really understand. He's like, yeah, you were like talking kind of odd, <laughs> like, <laughs> like in your hair, your hair was kind of. I don't know. I thought it was just. He's like, I've seen you in some strange out. places, so yeah. it's just whatever. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah. Well, that's a good uh, transition to know that. Yeah, yeah. The rise of Black Star again. Black Star uh, reunion. Um, this is this is one of my favorite songs on the album too. I just love I love the opening. This is like one of my favorite hip hop song. Like not not hip hop like like nineties like hip hop like song like openers like because I'm a nerd and I love Star oh, Wars. because you like the Star Wars. But, but also I just love the vibe. It's 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 got that cocky. Yeah, hard hitting in your face like you know you're about to tell me what's up but then like he hits me with a star wars reference that's also new york tied but it's just like yeah it's just perfect and that's a big like, his cadence i mean it's perfect quali is a big like pop pop reference oh yeah nerd like that too and so it is kind of it's, it's good funny one. that it's mosef that's saying that line so like maybe there's a lot of overlap there i mean he was in what was that um be kind rewind that was kind oh, of yeah. artistic like that and stuff so he's yeah. got that in him but yeah a lot of For that sure. is talib kwali like he does a lot of like beatles love they mm. they're all into that the black reference yeah yeah but i i just love it it's like such a like bold like opener yeah it's like i strike back like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have i, I mean love it. they have some great stuff and this was probably like you know on the cutting floor of Oh, this! I feel Black like they Star. had Black Star Two in the back pocket, and it's never. Well, apparently, it's about to happen. Apparently, they're working on it. We'll They've been see. saying that for a long time. We'll but see. last year in that interview, they say that it's like it's in production now. It's like it's in post. So we'll see. We'll see. But no, this is definitely like 
this is like if this was on black star this would definitely be one of my favorite ones on that album yeah because this this is a great this is a great track i mean there's just such good lines like the streets is watching me i watch back that's the policy move along my odyssey like blood through the artery like yeah holy crap like their their lyricism like especially like i don't know the black star is a fucking awesome album and they're both great lyricists but man it's like that thing of like you know competition only makes you better but then when it's like a brotherly competition you're both just like really like like vibing and really electric this is like capturing lightning in a bottle because like they're just so charismatic like that's what it comes down to back back they have so much soul yeah and they're just they they are exuding what they're what they're laying down and it's i don't know they're killing it but yeah, like, but yeah, I mean, that, that last line I used uh, with the streets is watching. I mean, they, there's so much reference about community and how they know they're being watched and how they know that they're, they're progressing, that they're working towards a bigger goal. Like, that's what they always talk about. That's, I mean, truly, I mean, they, they're always talking. I mean, even the ending of the song is a reference to um, a line in Black Star. I think it's in astronomy where, they, where, where they're talking about stay black. And yeah. they just say it over and over and over again. And just talking about just the importance of, of of black culture or just what makes you you and just like I don't know really I don't know putting a focal point on community like they just I don't know I don't know I feel like there's might a lot of outside people that might think like a hip hop album isn't going to do that <laughs> but it's like <laughs> this definitely does that and there's a lot of them that do that and yeah they, I mean because that that is like hip hop but this is like <laughs> it's a hyper expressive version of it I just like. <laughs> yeah i love um i mean because it is like the hip-hop showmanship of it i love the end of um i guess it's yeah talib Kweli's second verse or whatever um he's like um when you get too drunk on power and your drive get reckless mm. check it mc's in my face after i slug you then i hug you if i gotta dead you no it's only because i love you it's like <laughs> I'm doing this so much better than you that I'm pushing you forward. Like we just saying with exactly. that competition. competition, it's like, yeah. look, I am killing you with all of this, but it's because I want you to hear it one to like experience this. Yeah. And then I want you to get better too. Yeah. Like, it's such a great, like, yeah, definitely well, a great have, song for hip hop. And you have two very practiced. The like, best it, Alliance in hip hop. <laughs> well, and at this point you have two like practiced and hungry, like, MCs that are like I mean they're killing it and so they understand the scene they're like if you're not if you're not into being like critiqued they're like you're not going to stick around yeah you know I mean that's normal in a profession like this but especially theirs it was very it was brutal yeah and and, and yeah um then and yeah I mean they both have great lines but I, I love Talib's lines man like this one like the MCs imitate the way we walk the way we talk you cats spit lyrical pork with no spiritual thought yeah and just saying like I mean yeah I and mean, it's like pork I mean it's <laughs> it's filling but it's not satisfying it's it's one. not good for you it's yeah several religions prohibited it's like you're get out of here <laughs> oh yeah there's there's layers to it for sure I like uh they do a callback like tribe does a callbacks um when he's like quality is you with me what up what up oh yeah like i was like that little effect that they do yeah um well and like like they're um uh is it it's not definition no i think it's the same song um that they reference in this one um astronomy or whatever uh-huh. the eighth light um 
that's a great track where the, that's one of my favorite tracks for like a reference to like a good back and forth like a oh good yeah because yeah. like like because i love that ending part where like who's a black you know, what's a black star me what's yeah a black star? oh me and then they just keep going back like they're they're man they're they're such a good um complimentary yeah especially at that time when they've been sort of living and hanging out with each other yeah all of that time i mean it's like what the like them two i see them as like the hip-hop and there's a lot of people that could fit this but like them two are definitely in this category of like when you hear like eric clapton or like some old old school guy are great talk about the beatles in their heyday and you're like man you know they're always together they're always you know mm-hmm. they, they and they could just pump stuff out like that because they were just always in in the mindset always together always you know pr- riffing off of each other's humor or each other's insight or whatever they're just you know plugged in and as soon as they stopped you could kind of tell they were doing you know things got yeah their own crazy deal. you know but like yeah i just feel like this is them like in those when you, you have know, so many like you know that whole Ten thousand hours trope mm-hmm. of spending that Mastering time together and, and doing that i mean as they were doing this it's just like freestyle freestyle it's like oh someone has a beat oh, okay well let's go over there and hang out we'll be there for yeah. hours and hours and they weren't afraid i mean they're in so many different groups and yeah because yeah. it wasn't like i mean and they still their own lines they still other people's lines it's just like you were just trying to keep it going yeah. and show what else that you can do on top of whatever's been done. Yeah. Um, one thing or two things maybe about the beat. I love this beat. It's again that um, whatever you want to call it, looped up soul or chipmunk soul mm. um, that Roberta Flack know that. Is it Roberta Flack? No, Dionne Warwick. Mm. Uh, Anyone yeah. Who Had a Heart, which is a great song all by itself. Like, I think that song could actually be released nowadays and it would still do all right. But mm-hmm. then as they like sped that up. And then I love that they have um, <laughs> a Lauren Hill clip that's just her saying, oh, oh. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> we just need you for one. <laughs> well, well, it's like, what's the, yeah, some of their samples are like super short and random. Like, what's that one? Uh but I think it's essentially the same like beat as the astronomy song. Yeah, yeah, it is. It so is it is close. just a continuation of that. Oh, it's in mathematics, like when they in that in that hook or in the chorus or whatever when they do that stack of samples. <laughs> yeah, like a whole bunch of random things. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Badu one where it's just uh, do your math. <laughs> it's so random. Do your math. But anyways, that's all I got for that one. Yeah. And then next up is uh, track 12, uh, Climb, which I know you said this is one of your, your favorites. Um, I didn't know this one was produced by uh, Weldon Irvine, which is, which is awesome. Jazz, jazz great. Um, here, I'm going to get out the lyrics for this one. Um, this one's really cool. I like the, um, it almost has a, I don't know, like a Kid Cudi feel to it, like this like psychedelic kick hip hop, like just because the opener, the spacey, mm-hmm. you know, ness. It's it's just it, very wide open, not knowing where you're gonna take it. Um, but I love the I, and I love the. I mean, this is my main note for this song is uh, I lo- I love the main line of uh, people climbed into the night like cool wells, shiny bottles in their hands, drinking their new selves. They say it's their true selves, you know, like equating like the or like 
paralleling the bo shiny bottles as like shiny objects, like you know, like your 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 wares, you know, fancy clothing or uh, shiny jewelry, and you know, by drinking the new selves, like saying like you you're just taking it in, you're embracing this as who you really are, and then you're trying to convince other people that this best self is who you really are too. So you're just climbing. Yeah, like it's aspirational or whatever. Um, I always took that initially as like alcohol. I don't oh, know yeah. why, but, um, you know, they're just drinking these new things. And people always say like, oh, well, this is, you know, kind of how I want to be like that liquid courage or whatever. Oh, sure. yeah. um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if any of these actually mean anything except for they're like really good kind of word picture <laughs> yeah i just really like how it sounds you know like oh yeah i would always listen to this one um like i would be driving home um late at night where i grew up in colorado and like it could be like snow on the ground and so you kind of have that like airy feel already mm. and then it's like this song is kind of like perfect for that kind of feeling <laughs> and feel. if you've ever driven home like you know, a little buzzed still. I'm like, oh, it's like coming down your <laughs> spaceman. So I, I don't know. I just really like this song. Um, I think, and I didn't see it on um, Genius or like who sampled, but the initial humming, it's like la 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 oh, la, yeah. la It's from um, this Diana Ross song, Do You Know? Oh. And because the dinosaur goes like, do you know um, where you're going to? Do you like the things that life is showing you? And it's from this like really like made for TV movie that she did. Oh, that's okay. like, I don't know, it's not a great movie, but, <laughs> but it's like this aspirational song mm. really. And I just think it's interesting that he ties it in here to be like, you know, uh -huh. where are they going? Kind of like where yeah. that comes from. So yeah, maybe, maybe climb isn't like getting higher. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's aspirations. That's yeah. I'm just saying like, well, what are you doing? Like where, where are you going? what's, you know, like everybody's in place, but mm nobody's getting anywhere but you're going fast and it's yeah. like what's the what's the brush what's the point in all of these moves that you're making if you're mm. not getting any more connected you're not making any more sense to yourselves or you're, you're not, not getting to that true self yeah yeah so i, I just think it's an interesting thing yeah it is interesting and then uh Vinia mojica who uh is on a bunch of stuff kind of all throughout um the native, um, that collaborative oh, yeah. sort of thing. So she's with De La Soul, she's with Tribe, and then Black Star, and uh, and on this one too. Yeah, and she's credited as a writer on this one. So oh, it's yeah. like, you know, who's uh, <laughs> whatever they were thinking together. It's kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's just go with this poetry because yeah. it's her and him singing it. Well, it could have been as familiar as having. Talib Kweli come in. I mean, yeah. There's someone that they're just used to. Because, I mean, yeah. that's what he talks about, like, on that podcast where he says, like, those cats that they were running with, like, they just knew each other and they knew how to flex their muscles. Their, their, they, they knew how to work together. Yeah, whatever they needed Because to. they were constantly doing it. And and it was no, there was no, like, oh, they're here. And it was like, oh, man, they're here. Let's show out. Let's do our best, you know, because, like, they're going to do their best. It was never, it was, like, always, like, a healthy thing, yeah. you know, like, I mean, to an extent, I'm sure there's a lot of pride and stuff that would <laughs> overlap and go nuts. But like 
the overarching theme though was like hey they're in my community and they're trying so i'm going to try too yeah and then if they make it i'm going to put them on and then we'll just keep going for sure we're going to climb together yeah, yeah. and see what happens but yeah well and speaking of community next track is uh brooklyn which brooklyn, is brooklyn brooklyn basically three songs uh which i think it it was right yeah didn't you say that yeah i read some um, producer conversation kind of about the anniversary of it and they were talking about how it was completely different songs and then he came back uh yes yeah, they came back and mashed them all together and said no we're gonna make it one because i wonder long homage. i wonder almost if he was thinking these three because they're it's like a it's only like a three and a half minute long like song all together right right so I wonder if maybe they were all about a minute long and they were supposed to be like um, like interludes and preludes and like little like intermissions, you know, like, hmm. you know, like how that that because I had kind of starting to get more. Uh, I can't I can't think of an album off the top of my head, but like I know it's like in the 90s that started to become practiced more of like not inter. Yeah, I mean, basically intermissions, yeah. but just little fillers of like. Kanye had that on the, well, the yeah. dropout. Yeah, like dropout where he has like this uh, uh, lay restriction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I've tried to think about like why they would do that. And that's the only thing I could think of is maybe because this is like a, a love letter to Brooklyn in some ways and a love letter to hip hop in the same way. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's what he was going to do is kind of litter the album with Brooklyn you know but then like <laughs> that he does <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he already realized that he had done that and so like let's he's like let's, let's push just them together and just make something different condense it and it is a cool it, it is a cool um experience because those shifts they're not like super smooth transitions but like <laughs> no not at all not at all but like when he does it like that one where he's like 200 years and here we go or whatever and then it spins off into the, yeah, the yeah, second that part like voice it does like i don't know it's a, it just it sounds like i don't know like you're watching him on stage and like they just like switch sets yeah and he's jumping back it's not, i mean it does sound intentional in the end oh, but you sure. do kind of wonder like oh did he just not have second verses for all of these other songs that he was trying yeah, to yeah. <laughs> put it together <laughs> um it is interesting he opens up with a riff off of the red hot chili peppers yeah that's what i was gonna say this is his um his finding forester you ever see that movie no you never saw finding forester mm -mm. so it's like an old sean connery deal but he's like um this like novelist who's become secluded or whatever mm. and he takes in this little like hood boy who's at this prep school and he's like here start with this uh -huh. and he like gives him a paragraph of one of his old submissions or whatever and the kid starts with it and then he writes his own story on top of that i guess it's too much to explain but this is what i think of when he starts like <laughs> 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 you had to see the movie i guess okay. but he starts with the paragraph from forrester and then he writes his own stuff and that's what most Depp does here he like has oh, i mean he's straight. basically singing the song oh it's straight up just with brooklyn, brooklyn that's it <laughs> and then he goes into his own thing i see but it's funny that he doesn't mention red hot chili peppers in the rock and roll song because he couldn't because he riffed off of it exactly <laughs> But uh, yeah, because I mean, he literally says it's riffs it off the whole thing. I mean, like, the whole thing. Like sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend. It's the city I live in is beautiful Brooklyn. That's the only difference is Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the second song of the three is my favorite. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I just love that beat, that string beat, that yeah. on a loop. I just think that that tone that they captured, it's it's like that kind of condensed string sound. Like it just sounds really cool. I and I think he gives like a good picture of maybe what it was like at that time. And he named so many freaking places. Oh yeah. Oh, he he just sort of spit up. Yeah. It's like but yeah. No, it, it it really does illustrate like life in New York or his area, like especially starting because he starts from his youth kind yeah. of in his references and then it moves on to the present and kind of equates it to like war, you know, like when he yells out like, welcome, you know, good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. Like, certain other things. But like, yeah, but yeah, he calls it his spots, his streets, the groups he's been in, like everything. But yeah, it's a great track. It really kind of sums up. Well, it doesn't sum it up. There's a lot of, you need the whole album to understand everything yeah like, everything is kind of <laughs> but this but that song's a good another just just like hip-hop or uh rock and roll it's its own like kind of world where you jump into that and you can kind of understand a new chapter about brooklyn or like yeah know, new york life whatever no i think i like verse three the best because all of the rhymes are the act oh yeah act like all throughout those whole like 16 bars there which i just think is impressive he's i mean he's like the only one who really does that a lot anyway to what have like the one rhyme oh and just repeat it but change it yeah like each time. time like yeah. i think one of his best rhymes is on kanye two words oh yeah he's the only one who does the two words <laughs> but he does it the best yeah uh, but this is another one that's like that it was just like everything is and i love that it's on um where he says like we're one of the greatest mcs was a local cat and then it's and on the beat of Habitat. who shot you oh oh yeah so it's like i'm not even gonna say it you already know kind of what we're thinking from brooklyn whatever like yeah. it's biggie smalls and then, yeah. then that beat just going in the background i think that's really like clever yeah that was really cool and then it like ends yeah like, it just stops bluntly like, ends, and then habitat picks up on the beat like immediately <laughs> we're done um of this this is what i was going to share with you so i got curious about um he shouts out Brooklyn. Everybody shouts out Brooklyn. That's from New York rappers and all that. Probably oh, because right. it's the Mecca or whatever. Um, and so I was just thinking about like Denver, where I grew up. There's not a ton of love or reference for hip hop. Um, but there are some funny ones. Um, and it like, it doesn't even make sense to me. But um, so around the world boys to men is kind of like an earlier like a national mention of denver but it's just kind of like yo denver like one of those kind of uh -huh. call -outs. oh yeah yeah um there's one of those in like, in like apache he says like you know the jump on it jump on oh, it right. hey denver, denver what's oh. on it like you know um so those don't really count but um there's a reference of denver in frank ocean's uh sierra leone oh yeah and he just says i don't live in denver, I don't live in denver. yeah <laughs> It's like, okay, like nuggets, good old, I guess. Good old, good old Frank Ocean. Got a beach house in Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Stan from Eminem, uh -huh. uh, Denver is like where the guy is from. 
<laughs> he's like, or oh, I saw you in Denver and you told me to do whatever, whatever to write you. Um, so that's one. Um, and but get no. him high on Kanye. Common says, I'm bolder than Denver, which is a nice play, even though Boulder's a separate city from Denver. So whatever. Um, <laughs> in uh, Keep It Rolling with Trap Called Quest, they say, We're thorough like Denver. No idea what, yeah, that, what means. that means. Thorough like Denver, I whatever. If Denver was just in the, in the news at the time for something. Yeah. Um, Jadakus has a song. He says, I'm cold like it's in Denver. That's it. I'm cold like there it's in go. Denver. Just no a pro. Snowy Denver. city. <laughs> yes. Denver, let me talk about my click. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Red Man on a Method Man song is saying that he's a Denver Bronco fan. Oh. That's it. Those are the most major got. shout outs to Denver. Hey. <laughs> so good. This yet, it doesn't sound like, I it's mean, some a, of them are putting it down, but it's it's not like the majority's putting the it's like, <laughs> shout out. You're all right. <laughs> you're, you're We're okay. all right there. Thorough like Denver. I'm bolder than you, though. But no, I like that. <laughs> I like, um, oh, one other thing for this one was, um, there's a line that he says in like, I want to say it's three different songs, but I couldn't find the third one. He makes a, it's a reference to an old um, Boogie Down Productions. Mm. Um, he says, Manhattan keeps making it. Brooklyn keeps on taking it. He mm -hmm. says that in Definition on Black Star. He says that um, here, and he says it somewhere else, but I can't, I couldn't find it because I couldn't remember off the top of my head. The New Danger or Ecstatic? Oh, yeah, because I was listening to all of them, so I couldn't pick it up. Nah. But I know he says it again, and it's like a ton of them, but it's the same like idea. Uh -huh. um, and so I just think that's an interesting line to latch on to your city. And it goes with, I think it might progress for this song, goes like a little bit deeper and darker into the city, you know, like the first verse. It's kind of like, Yo, this is kind of like an overview mm -hmm. of what Brooklyn's about. And the second part is like my experience with Brooklyn growing up right. and like this was fun and look at all these boroughs and stuff like that. And then the third one is like, well, this is where it's like, this is Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, welcome to all this. And yeah. that's where it's like, Brooklyn is known for like, Manhattan is known for money and making money and like all that. And then Brooklyn is, this is where you get robbed this is where you can get shot you can get messed up like mm. this is where there is sort of that drug or that underground economy where things get real and that's the brooklyn mm. that you also need to hear about yeah as a part of this song i just think it's it's interesting mm. but it um, is weird to think about your city and be like we're robbers and thieves <laughs> you know well but it's also such a condensed community. There's just so much going on in there. Yeah. Oh I'm no. Sure there's so many. Say. So many people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of living somewhere, track number fourteen, <laughs> Habitat. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, I know I've brought this up before, but I love the beat to this song. I mean, it, it it just it throws me back to some kind of George Clinton stuff, some Parliament stuff, just that that funky sound. Um, I love how the chorus ends with uh, uh, "Sit and ain't where you're from." Uh, it's where you're at because uh, it's just showing that for all that he's displayed, like a strong display of pride from being from Brooklyn and New York, that he still shows that it's about 
where you live and where you're working, like what you're doing, right. like where you're active right. is, is where, where it's at. It's not, not your origin. It's where you're investing in your time, your community, where you're, you, you are going outward. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter where you came from. It's like we all come from different places. <laughs> it's like, but here it's like, it's a collective and, and especially as someone who's an express, you're, you're the, his, his, uh, mode of expression and his mode of work are nothing but communal. So it's like, he couldn't, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of people that were running in those circles and say, hell yo, you don't know where I'm from. You're not from yeah. this neighborhood. Then you don't, you, you don't come with this group. You don't even come see us play. But it's like he dresses it differently. Like, like no. It's like if you're gonna be here and you're gonna be active, then then welcome. You know, it's yeah. Like, but you have to be involved. It's not just you know. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. I like that take on that. I was just like the line. Um, which I've been to many places in my space and time. Whatever my home is, son, home is mine. It's kind of like you know, home is where the heart is type yeah. saying of like, I can be anywhere, but as long as I'm, you know, centered, as long as I'm, like you said, you know, active and participating in where I'm at, then I can have a that home. sense of home and that sense of comfort. Because there's a lot of people who live in houses and in places and you don't have that sense of it. Yeah, I don't um, But I think that, yeah, that is, you know, again, with those dichotomies of, like it's all about Brooklyn, it's all about this, and then here it's kind of like, well, you know, it's kind of where you're at. It's not where you're from. Yeah, and that's why. It's like forget about that. And then, and then this song definitely is like the height of that kind of inclusiveness yeah. that yeah. I, that I've been touching on like throughout this album. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite lines in this song is where he says, uh, "Hungry bellies only love what they eat, and it's hard to compete when they smile with your heart in their teeth." Yeah, and it's like saying like. Poor people will suffer without love for each other because they spend so much of their physical and mental resources trying to just provide and survive, and that they can they can steal from each other without remorse because of just you know being in this in despair or or, or having desperate nature of their situation or uh, it, it makes them uh, it, may, it just makes survival particularly difficult when you don't feel like I don't know you can trust people around you but I don't know. It's like I don't know. It it, it it's just survival. He's a, he's approaching yeah. survival. And that's it. And he's like when when you meet people who are desperate, it's like they'll 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 take whatever they can, and they'll they'll they won't give you much, and that you just you take what you can, and you move on. I mean, especially as a an artist, <laughs> like not For even sure. just as, a, as like a, a working class person, but like as a an artist trying to make you know connect with the community and. And it's like people will always take from you, and it's like, it's like you know, like I'm, I'm not even talking about community, I'm like talking about like a like a label or something. It's like they'll take whatever you'll give them. It doesn't mean that they're gonna really witness you or like really For sure. care, yeah. them, you know. And so, kind of be careful of what home is, you know, and what that what that means to you. Um, but also, just that heart in their teeth, like visual. It's just such a vivid imagery of it of showing like how cutthroat people can be and how happy they are even when they're cutting someone else down and it's because they have to eat you know it's just like it's just it's survival and and like what we were talking about before it's like if you're going to run through that circuit circuit and you're going to try and, and make it it's like you have to be used to being told like or being ignored or having yeah. rejection you know and um 
I mean, this is a hard, hard, harsh kind of way of detailing that, but I mean, hey, life in New York, life in any like city, like hyper urbanized city, isn't like typically easy. You know, there's a lot of like chaos and stuff because more people involved, the more likely anything could happen. So that's just it's what it is. Do you have anything else on that one? No, I just yeah, I like that. I like both of those verses are really strong. Yeah. And the next one up is track number 15. He's got the speakers in the trunk with the bass on crunk. <laughs> this was uh, th- this song in mathematics were the first ones that I was shown. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, well, I could see mathematics. Yeah. Well, because I, I think that, well, this song was shown to me like mathematics was first, and then this one, and then I think Miss Fat Booty was after that one. Because okay. I think this song and and Miss Fat Booty were kind of illustrated as like the potential of good storytelling in hip hop. Huh. Because like both of them are like very like I mean they are really well yeah. written, like story, like image. Im- they have great imagery. Uh, I'll put it that way. It's very effective imagery, but a better way to put it. Um and it's true. I mean, uh the it it's completely story driven and it and it's it's i don't know i don't know that's the best way to put it it's just he he details he he's he's telling a story and 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 he and he nails it and and being able to express what what this fictional character is who also kind of seems to be like a offshoot of him potentially of like you know like as he's becoming famous and he's delving into these like new new problems or new like yeah worlds that he's venturing into and so this is my uh my hot take for the <laughs> for the album i think i just don't like the song oh yeah yeah i mean and i hear what you're saying i um my dislike from the song just comes from i don't even care i mean you know they say Mr. Nigger like so many times in the song and I get the the point of the song and like yeah it is kind of telling that like you know black money or whatever like new money he has a line where it's like at least this is new money like y'all are living off of like old you know slave prosper mm. from way back in the day it's like at least this is like my money that I earned that, that I've worked for this and my talent you know sort of brought this or whatever yeah but I just think it's like I think it's so like cheesy in some aspects of it. Like it's such a caricature that it's like, right. That's, oh, that's you the best just way to did new it. world water. Like you just did. <laughs> and that, that, like you already told your story. Now it's like, you're going to give us a fake story. Of... <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the best way to put it. That's the, I just, I couldn't put my finger on it. But that's, that's the word I was looking for earlier was it's a, it's almost a characterization. It's yeah. A, it's a character, yeah. Caricature. It's just like, Oh, this is what it is. And like, not even saying that those things didn't happen, right? But it's just like, really, like this is kind of like how people used to make fun of. You ever see that movie, The Crash? Yeah, with yeah. Don Cheadle, and mm-hmm. how like, oh, it's like, oh, all these people are intersecting. Oh, all these things are yeah. racist examples. All these things, are, like right. that's kind of what <laughs> this comes out as. It's like, oh, really? Like this is how. <laughs> but then you know, he goes to South Africa and he gets captured for what not having the right passport or something right and he's like locked up so maybe there is a thing that he's really coming into on this but 
it just seems, you know, to me, like he could have done a better metaphor or, you know, maybe that's the point is that he doesn't want a better metaphor. He just wants to hit you over the head with it and say like with the blunt history. Look, yeah, this is yeah. this is what's happening. Even when you get a little money or whatever, or like you're still in this. Who knows? Maybe you're still in this space. Maybe when he was working on this album, maybe he had a beat. <laughs> For and sure. Then some, and then some and then maybe some someone pulled some shit on him. Maybe maybe none of that album maybe sorry maybe none of that song happened to him except for the air air yeah. airplane part <laughs> and, like, and he's like did that really just happen to me did that lady just <laughs> ask me if i if i'm in the right seat and then came back to me for an autograph like ah and then he just sat there and just, just like <laughs> banged I it out this yeah. yeah and i think um one part that's funny and it's like you know a ton has been said about nigga like inward whatever and it's just funny that he talks about like um you know white kids or white people riding in their car and and playing it or not saying like oh, the yeah. word or whatever but then this whole song is the chorus it's in the like whatever it's like who are you making this music for you know at this time anybody who's buying rap albums are white people it's, it's like well, think, you're putting them in the situation you're putting them there i think i think that was the kind of the clever ploy because <laughs> i mean even that, that that little stupid silly ad lib when he says that part and he's like when they're singing their car i didn't say it yeah in the <laughs> but i think that's just the i think it's also kind of who knows maybe it's also to show the double nature of of music of yeah like, even if it doesn't apply to you you'll still be singing it for know? sure for but, sure but but no, one, I think th this song does have one of my favorite uh, uh i guess it's well no it's i think it's technically one line whatever but where he says uh they say they want you successful but then they make it stressful you start keeping pace and then they change up the tempo oh yeah yeah oh, that's a good that play that's a good line that's a good play he was the first to call out woody allen oh yeah that's right he goes goes in on him brutal is that this song mm-hmm yeah, at the end. Oh, weird Woody. You got anything else for that one? No. All right, just, cool. Just that. It's not my favorite. But yeah, I do agree with that. That's it's it, it's definitely like a caricature, kind of in a way. But anyways, uh, sixteen. This is one of my favorites. Mathematics. Um, again, you know, my, my first introduction, the most deaf was was as an actor um and then this was my first introduction this song was my first introduction to him as a, a musician or the mc mm -hmm. um it's a killer song um it's a classic beat i've always loved that beat like if whenever someone asks me like what's a what's a hip-hop song like what's a like what what is that like what what would be your reference like this is on my short list or like what hip-hop is dj premiere because like yeah premiere kills it that beat is classic and just yeah it's awesome um i also read that it, originally scarface wanted it and oh, yeah that, it's all that too yeah and that they were kind of they were played it around the same time but most deaf was just so like ready like just yeah. jived up that as soon as he heard it he started writing immediately and then came back and was like all right I have something for it, and then he just got there first. It's just so funny because that 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 beat is killer. That'd have been wild for a Scarface. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. That'd be wild. <laughs> I love the the opening, um, the opening line. <laughs> Even the gringos. <laughs> oh yeah. Even the gringos. But uh, I love the opening line with the, uh, because I mean it's mathematics, and he he opens it up with just a bunch of numbers. Mm -hmm. It's like one for Charlie Hustle, two for Steady Rock, which are you know shout out New York. Uh, three for the forthcoming live future shock. It's five dimensions, six senses, seven firmaments of heaven and hell, eight million stories to tell, nine planets faithfully keep in orbit with the probable tenth. Yeah. Which probable tenth, he, is he referencing the black planet? Is that what he's talking about? No, he's talking about um, there was like a, uh, I mean, for a little bit. And oh, then, at the time, there was like yeah, a potential planet. Yeah, they there. had found something. It was well, like now there's just eight. Planet X. Yeah, and then that was like <laughs> even, they dropped one. Like, oh, wait, there's not, not, there's not even nine. <clears throat> oh, okay. I remember that. I was just curious because he makes reference to yeah, you know, it was Black like Planet a, a few times. It was a big thing. Well, yeah, but Black Planet was... Um, public Enemy? Yeah. But no, that wouldn't have been. It was more astronomy-based. I like the uh, um, seven firmaments of heaven and hell again, like that religious reference yeah. there. Um, eight million stories to tell. So think about New York um, tribe has a lot. Yeah, they have a song that's that. Um, but yeah, those numbers, it's sharp. I mean, well, and and he does a theme well. He does well, a theme and the well. and the preceding lines after that, I, I realized I notated too is where he says the. The universe expands length. The body of my text possesses extra strength. Power lift the powerless up out of this towering inferno. My ink so hot it burns through the journal. Yeah. It's like, man, like that's I just after hearing that, you know, he heard it, you know, around the same time Scarface heard it and he like started working on something. I just <laughs> picture he's just like, Hell yeah, I gotta get some you know, like baking yeah. this stuff out because it just feels like, man, with such intent. Um Yeah, I don't know. I just I've always loved the 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 hook the or yeah I don't know whatever you call it or the, or the closer of the chorus where or, or the beginning of the chorus where he says you want to learn how to rhyme you better learn how to add it's mathematics that's just like I don't know that that line with this beat that's what you know I would give someone like this is what I think of like hip hop you know it's like that hook is just that is perfect that is it <laughs> what are we talking about here and and I love I love the line. If you want to if you want to um, learn how to rhyme, you better learn how to add. It's mathematics. It's also saying like if you want to rap well, you need to be well informed. If you want to actually yeah. rap about things, you need to know what's actually going on. You need to be observant and you need to figure the world out because you got to add it up to figure out what the truth is. Because what you're given isn't the truth. You have to add it up. Um, No, I mean, there's yeah, there's so much in there. When he gets into um, the Nationwide Project's prison industry complex, working class poor better keep your alarm set. Um, it's like so ahead on talking about, um, you know, now we talk a lot more in the mainstream about the Ricky Ross connection to crack and kind of how mm. that came about through the FBI. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, in the 90s, that was like thoroughly denied, denied, mm. denied, denied. And he's kind of just like rapping about it like, no, this is kind of how they set us up. What's also kind of crazy is like a lot of the, you know, projects, prison industry, um, they had found out that like a lot of the like hip hop labels and stuff, mm -hmm. like they had also invested in 
like <laughs> the prison pipeline oh or just like, like private, the industry yeah private prisons and that so yeah. it's kind of like this weird circle <laughs> yeah Whoa. of like these artists are like you know captured by it essentially sure. like if captured you're agency in this thing but and then you have you know them listen to rap music and so it's like you just hit them circle 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 whatever huh. so there was a lot of like weird tie-ins with um, executives for music labels also investing in these sort of projects and sort of what that meant wow. but it's yeah it's just weird stuff but yeah this um and then his like random paranoia with michael jackson <laughs> which i do love that reference because that oh, michael jackson the terror it's like, yeah it's like what because then michael jackson is like you are not alone it's like the <laughs> you know that, like, you're not slow. alone <laughs> but yeah but he takes it like it's almost like you're supposed to think of the rockwell song instead of that michael oh jackson. yeah <laughs> but it's like what <laughs> i'm in the terror dome he took the dark approach um yeah and then it's uh i know we touched on this before the um the dj premiere like the stack of samples because because he, he just like runs through like it's like six of them where it's like most deaf from uh like a line from body rock and fat joe and uh you have a, a snoop dogg song uh uh Ghostface, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I talked about Erica Badu from On and On, the Do Your Math. Uh, you have the One Two Three Four from James Brown, the Funky Drummer, which has been sampled like a billion times for sure. Um, and yeah, and an instrumental from uh, uh, Baby I'm a Want You by the Fatback Bang Band. Um, I love the closing line too. It's always been one of my my, my favorite parts. Is the uh, why did one straw break the mm. camel's back? Here's the secret: the million other straws, but other million other straws underneath it. It's all mathematics. Yeah, it no, adds it's up. Very strong. Uh, yeah, numbers are hard and real, and they never have feelings. But it pushed too hard. Even numbers got limits. I don't know <laughs> how he rhymes that, but he does, and it's like yeah. amazing. Like every time I hear it, I'm still just like, "What the does it rhyme?" <laughs> he just carries it with but charisma. <laughs> I guess yeah, it goes man. with like digits, which is like way up. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, man, I love this track. And just like music, it's beautiful and complex. Yeah. And, but it's math. Yeah, yeah. And so is life. It adds up. Yeah, but I think, I mean, like I said, by the time you get to that last song, you're just like, wow, he said a whole bunch of stuff in that with like, with a lot of numbers and people don't usually do a lot of numbers very well you know <laughs> yeah when they're shouting out statistics or what have you i was like what uh, uh, uh. so this then you get to that last track and it's like oh okay i can oh the may to december I can process. yeah <laughs> the instrumental ending yeah well Not but it shows good. that he because you know we've talked about this before um the curation of an album and how some people put a lot of importance on like you know like pivotal like tracks like you know the first and last one maybe that some people are like yeah those gotta hit really hard or they have to be really impressionable because the album you know fits a mood or it fits a a story or whatever right like that's why i feel like mathematics was his single is because to him that was like that was like the epitome of like his work like that was like the pinnacle of like mm. this is me like 
I worked every muscle out. Yeah. It, it's like Premier's got a sharp I was also DJ Premier, which yeah. is hot. I was he like, was you, it's just got everything. And so he he hit it on all on all levels. He's got great beat, great content, pump it out. Yeah. And then like they're talking about, you know, curating the album. It's like, let's end it with that one that that hits hard. The whole album's about Brooklyn. So let's just end it with like what I think life's all about. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened with May December because you can hear a vocal, you know, like when you when you listen to May December, you hear that washed out, spacey vocal in the background. So I feel like they were working on something, but it 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 just maybe maybe he couldn't he couldn't you know decide like how to end it and thought mathematics was great, but let's let's write it out, let's play it out with something else. Hmm. But I think I think however however they decided to to the, why they did it i think it's, it's it's perfect because you know I, I agree with that i think an album should end with a pivotal song you know like with like you know day in the life by the beatles or yeah i don't know that or or like uh life the biggest troll on um because the internet with childish gambino like hard-hitting songs that give you some of the hardest lines like not hardest lines where it's like oh that blew my mind that's so clever but also just like societal commentary self-commentary like whatever stuff that you want to button it up and say like here's how i'm being serious right now and here we go this is the end and it's like mathematics was definitely that yeah and then for sure and then may december was like and then roll the credits <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true i mean so weldon revines on it uh 88 keys and then he's playing bass and vibraphone yeah that's pretty crazy i didn't know i because i hadn't really listened to there being lyrics on there or any vocals on it it's just like is it's, it just it's like just humming distort, no it, it's like a washed out like distorted like it's like real subtle but i just as a like a i don't want to say as a producer like as a practicing producer um it just sounds like they had a track built yeah. in there for his vocal and there maybe maybe it was a click track or, or like a, a reference track where he was just like humming like yeah and they're gonna figure out lines for later and something to come back but then like maybe who knows maybe he just thought like that that he's, he's like that's the groove the piano with the bass and that man and that cowbell he's like that's it that's just groovy take me out of it roll the credits <laughs> I don't know. I had it but as I a ring. It. I had it as a ringtone for a long time. No, oh, yeah, it is a good ringtone. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's a great album, man. I mean, it's it just I don't know. It's a good. It's a good peek into who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, multifaceted and kind of all over, um, but all of it's interesting for yeah. sure. And well executed, well expressed, and uh, unique yeah i don't know that's him to a t it's a great project yeah and yeah you should definitely check out that people's party episode it's so cool like just the stuff he talks about and just yeah some of the background stuff and um like yeah like i think there's a part where he talks about umi says how like it was basically a freestyle and that he said that he only had like the basic beat but then like will i am and like irvine were in there and they're just like messing around he's like i was messing around on the bass and like i thought of something and so we had like a bass or a basic structure for the song he's yeah like, but then they came in on the roads and like just started like working on stuff and then like yeah he's like oh no it's just great because like he because yeah it's just funny because like you hear like uh, the co-hosts with talib like talk about like 
you know, like, oh, that song is like so beautiful. And he's like, yeah, that was that was fun to make. Like, you know, he's like, he just, yeah, because it's, it's so, it I'm is such a, like, I, I don't want to say like just an important song, but like that song like resonates. I don't know, you hear yeah. that and it's like, man, like, wow, it just this is beautiful. It's moment. so powerful. And, yeah. And to him, it was just like, man, I was just feeling it. I was in the group. Like yeah. we were just, we were living the album, you know, like literally. And that's what's so cool about this album is like, like it really is kind of like his life on wax, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, it's a classic. Anything oh, else? That's it for me. Well, that's a wrap. Till next time. Adios. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Goodbye.